I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello, everybody. So um, uh, I want to try to stick with some of the really cool information from Farmer Burns. Um, this, I think it's really interesting. So we're going to give you some more of it. And so uh, this, again, is coming from the life work of Farmer Burns. Um, so in this chapter, and I kind of want to not just uh, talk about this chapter only. I kind of want to give you guys uh, a little bit more uh, from some of the other works, including some of the uh, stuff that he said uh, in his in his like his correspondence courses. All right, so but let's go ahead and talk about this chapter here. He's basically giving advice to people who want to enter the profession of, you know, being a professional wrestler. Um, it's it's actually good advice for anybody for like who want who wants to be an athlete or who wants to do well in athletics. Uh, so I mean, you can take it with a grain of salt or whatever, but uh, I think it's. The stuff from the early 1900s, I think, is always really interesting. Um, and I, I believe even though uh, Farmer Burns wasn't well-educated, because, um, you know, he was born, you know, in the, uh, very long time ago, and he, he really didn't get a chance to learn uh, or go to formal schooling and stuff. But uh, when he was married and he had kids, uh, he made sure to uh, get his kids educated, right? Uh, so anyway, I think it seems like it seems as though he was someone who really appreciated knowledge, and uh, he he often quotes uh, different books and stuff in his writing, and uh, they cite a lot of uh, different research and different things like that. So uh, it seems as though uh, he was he was all about that knowledge and information. So I think that's always something good uh, for everyone. Just just uh, a little added thing. Uh, just, uh, so we'll go ahead and get into his advice for a professional wrestler. Uh, he, he basically lays out five main points, but then later on he adds a sixth one that I'll go ahead and uh, let you know about uh, because he doesn't list it as being a sixth one, but when he kind of goes on talking, then he kind of mentions like, oh, there's something else that I learned uh, that can help, right? So without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, list the first one. So training the the training of every muscle and tendon to do the bidding of the mind by working with these muscles and tendons unceasingly right so did you get that right <laughs> um basically it's like um he's not only i mean he's definitely talking about drilling you know and and, and sparring and stuff um so uh, but the more you read about what he does or his philosophy, he also talks about like going for a walk, especially outside, right? So, uh, and working outside and being outside, you know, really filling your lungs with fresh air, he says, 
that's why he kind of prefers to be in more more of a rural environment as opposed to living in the city where especially the cities that uh, he went to at, at those times you know at his time you know are full of uh, you know ash and soot and stuff from uh, maybe the industrial uh, uh, activity going on and you know at those times so he definitely preferred uh, being very active also Frank Gotch was a big time runner um, um, uh, Farmer Burns also kind of mentions either walking or taking long walks or uh, jogging and stuff like that nowadays uh, my two cents would definitely be um, adding some kind of stretching I, I personally prefer that you find some kind of yoga that you like. It doesn't have to be some of these, uh, uh, say like some, some people you don't like or whatever. I mean, I know sometimes uh, yoga has uh, like some weird practitioners or weird teachers that might put you off. Uh, but uh, the practice itself is actually really great because you actually do get on your hands and knees. You get on the, you get on the mat, their yoga mat or whatever, and uh, you move around and you do a lot of, uh, almost like wrestling specific or um, like basically you get you get used to uh, moving around on all hands you know on, on all fours right and so Kuma's mentioning DDP yoga yeah if you like DDP yoga do it that's one from Diamond Dallas Page who um, I believe his story is actually really interesting and I think it I think we should kind of talk about it because uh, as far as I understand is that um, I believe he was age 40 when he got into a big time pro wrestling and um, he said that really doing the yoga um, uh, like really helped his longevity and keep his athleticism in the sport uh, so that's the thing it, it's not that you're like yoga is not that you're doing whatever some kind of uh, religious practice or anything like that because you're not you're doing the movements really help uh, kind of strengthen your your body sense while being on the ground and also it helps to stretch uh, and strengthen uh, those muscles, especially though you're at your joints. So, so uh, hopefully you don't mind this little tangent here uh, with regards to the sports physiology, but you know, your muscles are attached to tendons, which are attached to your bones, right? And they help you to move, like say moving your arm, right? But say doing a lot of these kind of, um, like even some of the like different types of yoga positions, uh, those help strengthen your joints when you're in those positions, right? And a lot of these positions, so kind of like a uh, what we call like referee's position or defensive position, or sometimes in jiu-jitsu you call it like turtle, uh, you'll actually have a stronger turtle, right? Because yoga actually puts you in these kinds of positions where you're bearing your own weight, and sometimes you have to bear your weight for a long time and actually start moving around, like moving your legs, so getting used to uh, these types of movements uh, that you will actually find yourself in when, when you're grappling or when you're doing wrestling, catch wrestling, even jujitsu, right? So that's one of the main things I would, uh, I personally like and I've done and it, I, I believe it really helped protect my joints. Um, so so uh, he doesn't, uh, Farmer Burns doesn't mention, mention that specifically in his book, right? So I don't even think it was a, a big a bit, or very well known in the United States so much at that time. Um, but anyway, the second point that he mentions, right? So the use of foods that give health and strength to the nerves and muscles, right? So, uh, yeah, so use your food as your medicine, right? Um, 
not to say that I mean that certain things work better than others. Um, so I know that in his other writings, he gives a lot of uh, like what he eats and stuff like that. Uh, but just know that yeah, like quite a lot of the fruits and vegetables, a lot of the plants uh, are really good at helping you to recover faster, and they re they reduce a lot of the inflammation in your body that you get after working out. Right, but uh, you get that combination of even the water, the hydration, being properly hydrated, stretching, you know, after you work out or doing the yoga. So it's a kind of an active stretch. That's the other thing about stretching is like if you can actually be using, uh, like doing, doing activities that uh, require using your range of motion, that helps your body to maintain that range of motion because it tells your brain that you're actually going to be using this amount of flexibility regularly, then your brain in turn helps support your body uh, to maintain that. So same thing with, uh, actually we'll kind of get into it later because that's one of the other points that he makes later. All right, so yeah, hydration, uh, eating a lot of plants, uh, even what's popular nowadays is the turmeric root, right? That's, at least in, in LA, everyone's talking about it, but I'm seeing, um, uh, I'm seeing it a lot online too, right? It's, it's a root and it's really one of them. It has several compounds in it and we haven't identified every single one, but we've identified one uh, called curcumin that uh, is strongly anti-inflammatory and it's been shown to even be more effective than a lot of uh, Western drugs uh, that treat arthritis, right? So um, it's, it's food basically. So you can blend that up into your smoothie or whatever, or, or learn how to cook with it, right? It's in a lot of Indian food, right? Um, all right, the third point, regularity is essential. That is, a certain amount of time should be devoted to work and so much to periods of rest, right? You gotta rest. Um, in, in another chapter in, in his book, um, Farmer Burns mentions like, you know, say if you are like a, someone who has like a nine to five job, he, he really still recommends that, you know, like, sure, do do your your time at, at work, but really try to add like being outdoors. He meant as being outdoors and exercising outdoors. Uh, if you can do a couple hours a day, right? I know for some people that might seem difficult, but um, this is just his recommendations, but also his recommendations are for someone who's aspiring to be a professional athlete, right? So uh, even if you have to work, you know, like you gotta make that time, you gotta, you know, put in the work really. And um, also he mentions the rest. So he understood uh, that that's basically when our bodies recover. And so to kind of give a little bit more of the science behind that is uh, we have, like put, put simply, we have, everyone's heard of like that fight or flight mode, right? Uh, that when we have stress, our body goes into fight or flight. It doesn't really matter if you're, like they always talk about, if you're being chased by the lion or whatever and uh, you're activated into fight or flight, it, it doesn't matter about the lion or not. Our bodies don't tell the difference. But even if you're in a stressful situation, you hit your boss or you're in a dispute or um, at, at work or whatever and even with a coworker, or uh, if you deal with a lot of customers and you, you, you're, you have a... Uh, back and forth with some with some customer that's unpleasant. Our bodies all see that the same way. Doesn't have to be a lion or whatever, tiger or bear chasing you. Um, 
our bodies will react and it'll shift us into that fight or flight mode. But we have to talk about what the opposite of fight or flight mode, right? Which, which is, uh, that's when our parasympathetic nervous system takes over. And so what that does is, is you can think of it as like your, um, your recovery and digestion mode, right? So, um, like, so that's why I say like people who are stressed out a lot, right? Then sometimes they'll complain about, um, having irritable bowel syndrome, right? So that's been associated with high stress lifestyle. And uh, so it throws off the functioning of our digestive system or, or, um, or even feeling achy and stuff like that because our body isn't spending enough time out of fight or flight so that it can more efficiently repair itself, right? So uh, you do gotta, uh, like say, you gotta decompress after work or whatever, like, and Farmer Burns, you know, recommends going outside, taking a long walk or training, right? Uh, filling your lungs with fresh air, right? So uh, that's Farmer Burns' advice. Okay, so, Number four. So this is kind of interesting because like um, uh, we're at number four and has he really mentioned anything wrestling specific? Not quite yet. I mean, the first one was kind of about like working out so it could be a little bit more general. But finally, at number four, we get to wrestling, right? So the learning of every hold, bar and lock that it is possible to learn. And aside from this learning, to invent as many ways as possible to get away from these holds, bars, and locks, right? So, um, yeah, you got to keep learning. Uh, he also mentions uh, later on that, you know, he's, he's always a student of the game, right? And um, so regardless of your sport, you, you got you to gotta be a student of the game and see how, uh, like, what are the different trends, and kind of uh, almost staying on, staying on top of the trends and understanding what these trends are, but ultimately, um, you know, knowing the wrestling fundamentals, especially the specifically the catch wrestling fundamentals, where where it has a lot of uh, what amateurs might see is like some of these sit outs and uh, sit throughs and switches and stuff like that. But in catch wrestling, not only can you go to pin the person, you can also go to submit the person, and that's like the key difference and so uh martin burns because especially at that time just just like nowadays i mean when you, when they were doing professional wrestling or you can think pre professional catch wrestling when the uh when they were using the catch wrestling rules we had people from other countries uh, and other different uh grappling styles competing in catch wrestling rules so it's it's beneficial to understand kind of like their point of view let's say someone who's coming uh, say like Hackenschmidt, I believe he's more of a French wrestler, or he had a lot of experience doing French wrestling, which nowadays we call it Greco-Roman. So you got to understand that they're going to be going for upper body takedowns, right? They're going to try to lock you up, maybe suplex you, or uh, but they're not. They might not grab your legs so much. And this is one of the things they talk about Hackenschmidt and Gotch, where because they're not used to grabbing legs so much that they were scared of Gotch and his toehold, right? Because in catch wrestling, you can. You can grab the leg, you can grab the foot and stuff. Uh, that's kind of one of the, the things that you can kind of take into consideration. Like, what are these other styles? Uh, and so you can, you can familiar, familiarize yourself with these other styles, but 
my opinion is that you really gotta understand the catch wrestling the best, right? So really, uh, um, like focus on learning all the ins and outs of that, and then you can kind of understand the other styles like the sambo, the jujitsu, or the uh, Greco uh, stuff like that. Uh, but the main thing is uh, understanding catch wrestling the best you can because that, at least in my opinion and in my experience, right, that helps me when I travel around to other countries, uh, competing um, in different, uh, their different styles, right, like, you know, jiu-jitsu, like no-gi jiu-jitsu, um, and also even, uh, like in China, I, I did several different uh, traditional styles, uh, and one of them, which was in Yunnan, and I think it was, uh, I think there was a video recently, even some people shared with me that uh, there was a woman who was competing against a man. If, if it was China, um, it could have been in Yunnan, because uh, they were both wearing belts, like sashes, and it's basically freestyle rules, continuous, there's no submissions, um, but they really focus on just like, you really got to pin that person, you just got to dominate them, right? Uh, and then you can win. Right, so uh, having um, the catch wrestling fundamentals that really helped me compete. I competed in a competed for money there, right, in the in the sand pits in uh, Yunnan, and uh, yeah, had a great time. Uh, also, won enough money to pay for my stay and all that. So, uh, catch wrestling, catch wrestling. <laughs> the catch wrestling maybe it wasn't the jujitsu or anything else that that helped. It's the wrestling fundamentals, right? So. Um, the fifth point, the strict abstinence from every form of excess, either physical or mental, right? So uh, Farmer Burns was a big time believer in discipline, like discipline uh, of the mind and uh, like basically your intake, right, of whatever it is. I, uh, I believe, actually, no, I, don't, I, I know he, he didn't smoke and I, I don't think he drank and he even didn't... Uh, uh, use bad words, right? So, um, even so, so someone who uh, came from a very poor background, not really well educated, he did kind of have a set of moral, a strong set of morals and strong set of beliefs, and um, so I believe he always wanted to maximize his his physical potential, and uh, doing all these different things that he felt were like disciplining himself, his, his body and mind uh, were always like of great importance to him. And actually, uh, it, I think it resulted in him having such a long career. Um, you know, he outlived uh, Frank Gotch, who unfortunately died very young uh, of a disease that um, is supposedly curable nowadays. Um, I forgot the type of disease. It was a kidney disease, but I forgot which one it was specifically. Uh, so that's why I don't know much information about it. Um, but supposedly nowadays it's a curable disease, so um, that's unfortunate, right? So, um, so those are the five main points, right? So I'll go over it real quickly again. Number one, training every muscle and tendon, right? Hold and and so that you're so that they can do the bidding of your mind, right? Number two, uh, the use of foods that give health and strength to the nerves and the muscles. Number three. Uh, regularity. So you got to train regularly and you also have to rest well, right? Number four, uh, learning every hold, bar, and lock that is possible to learn, but also trying to figure out escapes for all these holds, bars, and locks, right? 
Uh, number five, the strict abstinence from every form of excess, either physical or mental. All right. But then I said I was going to add another one, and this is what he feels is um, his key to longevity, too. He says, this is why I'm still able to beat you know, the, these youngsters and matches, right? So um, what does he say later? Let me see if I... Uh, um, he says, I learned to rest during a bout, right? So... so uh, and so I think that's something that's kind of common, more common nowadays, right? People might talk about it where it's like, you know, you can't go in there just, uh, actually in a way for catch wrestling in particular, and especially if you're doing a 20 minute match or, uh, or no time limit type matches, like in catch wrestling. So you can't go in there doing amateur wrestling, or you can't go in there with the same mindset as someone who does folk style or freestyle where they have a very short match, right? They have a very short time limit overall. You can't be just going in there and going for blast doubles and stuff like that because um, maybe you know maybe you'll get lucky and you'll pin the person or you'll submit the person really quickly. But if you don't, and the other person's very relaxed and not resisting you so much, you know, but they're still uh, defensive and you're trying to hit them with all you got, you're going to fatigue, right? So this is uh, Farmer Burns' other other little gem where he's like, you know, over over time he he kind of figured out that right he didn't quite know that when he was younger right but he kind of figured out like oh i don't have to be like resisting all the time uh because you know there were no time limits in his in his days there, there were some contests where it's like if you can you can win money if you can uh if you can stay with whatever champion wrestler if you can grapple with him for more than 10 minutes or 15 minutes then you can win money or whatever if they can't if they can't pin you or throw you down or whatever. He did a lot of those at first, um, but same thing. Fifteen minutes, right? You still gotta be. Uh, you gotta know how to resist, but also how to relax so you can last fifteen minutes. I mean, I don't know uh, if people quite understand. So those of you who are athletes or especially grapplers, it's like you know, fifteen minutes of grappling. You know, even even jujitsu, it's like uh, it can be very fatiguing. Right, so you, you do have to uh, understand or figure out how you can try to uh, relax and not just like be so rigid all the time, right? Especially when you're grappling. Uh, the other thing he kind of mentions about like training um, is that yeah he you know don't also don't necessarily go all out. He says I did not go to a gymnasium to to ruin my chances by trying to acquire abnormal strength in a hurry but just use my head a little, right? So what he said is, like, yeah, so all, everything kind of like uh, little by little, don't, don't ever like really just like go all out for all this stuff. Or, or like uh, basically don't, don't uh, you know, lift as heavy as you can all the time and then do it again the next day because you're going to wear down your body. It's not good. You got to build up over time. Also, like I, I mentioned earlier, where it's like that sends a signal to your brain uh, that you, it has to support the growth of the muscles, uh, the maintaining of the strength, so it'll divert in time. It'll divert uh, the nutrients that you consume. It'll divert those nutrients to to, uh, to, su to support and sustain that strength, that range of motion, that flexibility. Uh, so um, even though he didn't necessarily have all the science uh, or the, the physiology knowledge specifics, it's really stuff that we uh, know about today. 
Uh, and this is a bunch of stuff that I studied when I was uh, undergrad at UCLA, like the sports physiology stuff. So you really have to be using um, your head, right? So just like him, using his head, understanding the importance of rest, uh, also the importance of consuming things that um, help support our bodies. But the thing is also the regularity um, with the training. So specifically for like if you want to lift weights and stuff, totally fine. Um, but you have to make sure that uh, you don't like say if, if you're doing a upper body exercise if you have an upper body routine that you don't just do it one day and then the next week you do it again stuff like that that's not regular enough you can still basically for the way the science goes uh for your brain to want your body to maintain that um or maintain the muscle growth you have to you can't go more than three days uh without retraining that same muscle group Right, so otherwise your brain will be like, oh, this person's not serious. So let's just break down this muscle that we grew uh, because that your art, like our body does not want to support anything that we're not using, right? So uh, keep that in mind. That's why you have to be doing these types of movements, using your range of motion, and then supporting with sleep and nutrition, right? So um, the other things... Um, would definitely kind of be like mindset and stuff like that so i kind of want to go into that um um in another one but i want to kind of give you i'll read a little bit more about quickness so he says in speaking to the professional wrestler i might tell him how i acquired quickness skill endurance and strength and give it as a recipe that would produce splendid results for them because it did for me right but where, but were the reader to follow my instructions to the letter, he would probably find that any individual demands would not meet his individual requirements. So I can only advise that a man who possesses the strength, health, and determination to practice, uh, to practice with men who are skillful, as as skillful as he can find, and keep his eyes open and his brain working, noting the defects of both himself and his opponent and save his strength for the time when his opponent is weary and worried, right? When exercising, remember that fresh air is food for the blood and that blood is really food for muscle and brain. So never be without plenty of fresh air. And also remember that brisk walks of 10 or 12 miles, interesting, <laughs> 10 or 12 miles, right? Uh, in the early morning air are excellent methods of giving the blood an ample supply of fresh, healthy food, right? These walks should be uh, on the brisk walking and fast running order. The running consuming about one third of the time spent covering the whole distance, right? So if you want to be out there less time, he says just run, right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, so that was the same thing also too, uh, from what I understand about Frank Gotch. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to go out to Humboldt, Iowa, where he was from, uh, the house that he lived in uh, was kind of closer to um, uh, the, the city center, right? But uh, the house that he grew up in was a little bit more on the outside of the city, or well, the outside of the, the town, right? And uh, basically he was a runner. So he, he, if you're out there, you see fields, you know, vast, distances and uh, you can just run for the longest you can run for hours if you want really um, all right so let's go ahead and get to some of your questions go ahead and start asking 
And I see some some of the comments here already, right? Do I watch WWE or AEW? Uh, a little bit more more so. I know uh, more and more pro wrestlers that I'm working with, so uh, I try to pay attention to some of the trends. Um, thank you for watching, right? Oh, yeah, so was, yeah, the nice mention of DDP Yoga. Uh, if you guys, so and I would recommend any any uh, yoga practitioner that you like, that you feel comfortable with, and you know, like they're learning. Um, here in LA, you know, we have like a yoga studio on virtually, they're like, they're like jujitsu gyms, right? They're virtually on every corner. Um, I have a good friend who I've worked with for a long time named Liz Arch. Uh, she's here in LA. She has a really cool style of yoga. I think it's called like primal yoga. So you do a lot of like these animal movements and stuff. Uh, also mixing in some of the like kickboxing movements and stuff. So uh, it's really challenging. It's also a great workout, but you, you use the range of motion a lot, right? So uh, it's pretty it's pretty great. It's great for your body. Um, does this information come with less come from lessons in wrestling and physical culture? No, this is a separate text. But I'm sure he kind of reiterates a lot of these things um, in in his correspondence courses. Right. So yeah, this is from a different. This is from this book. Right. So I'll go ahead and show it to you. Right. The life work of Farmer Burns. All right. Okay. So um, let me know if there are any more questions. Best exercises for grip. Um, actually, some of the best exercises for grip are uh, even doing like dumbbells. Um, actually, I think what we'll do is we'll do a, a video, a, a really cool um, barbell exercise for grip. All right, so we'll go ahead and do that. I think maybe something's going on with my phone. I don't know if the, the video is looking kind of jumpy right now. So uh, maybe, maybe it's a good time to end it. But go ahead and uh, uh, keep commenting, um, and we'll try to get some some more questions. And so uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll write down the, and try to make a video for you regarding the grip. Cool, yeah, keep on, all that stuff is really great. All that, so uh, uh, someone mentioned about doing the Gotch Bible thing where the card and each card represents an exercise and stuff. So it's a good way to kind of uh, uh, basically keep you, keep you moving, right? Um, Okay, so I think we'll go ahead and sign off right now. Um, all right, thank you for watching, and, and go ahead and uh, let me know if you have any other questions, and we'll be back next week. Thanks.